everyone, welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Medusa Asad. I'm here to give you a general reading for tonight. Keep in mind, this is a general reading, so it may or may not resonate with you, and this is also timeless. I can be pulling energy from the past, the present, or future. All right, if you're interested to see what the energies have in store for us tonight, then stay tuned. All right, so before we get started on the reading, I wanted to share some quotes that I got from watching Now and Then. I decided to watch uh, the movie today, and uh, yeah, like, watching it, you know, as I'm older, I'm a parent, you know, I'm an adult now, I, I, I see things differently, and it was just, some of the quotes in here was just so, like, it really hit my heart, it really touched my heartstrings. And uh, is it, it pulled at my heartstrings. <laughs> and so um, I was crying a couple of times. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share some of the quotes here. Um, so to start off, so it's, um, there's the part where um, Samantha and her friends, they realized that the tombstone of Dear Johnny that they thought that they broke um, was actually, actually broken by the worker that knocked it down. And so... Um, it's within this moment that they realize, like, oh, did, so we really didn't do anything? We didn't bring Johnny, you know, back to life or his spirit? We didn't awaken his spirit? Um, and this whole journey of him guiding us to find answers about him, was this all, you know, for nothing? Was this real, you know? And so that really hurt, that really hurt me because it just made me see you know, in that, in that, in that real time, in my real time or whatever, because the movie was shot a long time ago, but in my real time, I was able to see within an instant how our childlike wonder, our childlike beliefs, our childlike imagine, imagination and, and naivety and innocence can just, you know, be shattered in an instant, you know? And so, in the quote here, uh, Samantha says, As we grow older, it becomes difficult to just believe. It's not that we don't want to, but too much has happened and we can't. Um, I used to be one of those kids that believed in Santa. Um, and for, I remember you know, thinking that, all right, this isn't really possible, but there was always that, like, if factor, right? Um, I had no problem or I had no trouble, like, imagining someone coming in and giving me all the toys that I desired, that I wanted, that I begged for, you know? But it wasn't until that realization, like, kind of clicked in and was just like, you know, this is pathetic, was when I was staying, like, we, my mother and I and my bro little brother, we was at this place that we was living in, and there was no chimney, um, and our windows had bars on it. And I said to myself, you know, as a kid, you know, the, I know, now I know that this is, like, a thing. Like, this isn't true because how could someone like Santa come how is he able to come to my house you know he can't there's no chimney for him to climb down and 
you know, there's no way he can come through the window. And so in that moment, I just had to really like just, I couldn't even imagine it. I couldn't even believe in the impossible. And as I do my own personal work, a lot of the times I pull cards, it tells me like, you know, believe in the impossible. And I realized that it really is a, a problem for me. I can imagine, you know, a lot of things. But when it comes down to creating a reality that is mine, it's always so difficult. To me, it always seems so far-fetched. It always seems so unobtainable. And so um, I started thinking about all those times where I had a, a, a I envisioned something happening and then it's just that realization clicked in that it was never going to happen, you know, or at least for someone like me, you know, and so that really definitely made me cry and it made me realize that, you know, I have to stop hurting myself this way um, because I really truly in my, you know, in my at my core, I really do want to be happy. I want to create a reality where I'm just extremely happy and I get the things that I want. You know, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. I don't want, I don't want a gazillion dollars or anything like that. I don't want to be popular. I don't want to become the president of the United States or anything like that. You know, I just want a corner of, of, a slice of cake. I just want my little corner, <laughs> right? And it's that corner is just mine. And um, I want to be able to enjoy that, you know? And I feel like we all should be able to enjoy our life the way we want it, as long as we're not hurting anybody, right? I feel like that's, you know, is what we deserve. And so, anyways, there was another quote here that Crazy Pete says to Samantha, he goes, I spent a lot of years afraid to face people, mostly afraid to face myself. And when he said that, I instantly thought about my period of isolation when I gained a lot of weight and I was no longer the person that I was or I thought I was, you know, whenever I wasn't looking in the mirror. And, every, and it was like every single time I saw my reflection, it really, it just, it just shocked me. It shook me to my core seeing the person that I was and how much it differed from the person that I thought I was. I would see myself, you know, as an image of who I was before I had my kid. And then when I look at myself in the mirror, I was, you know, twice the size. I just, I wasn't that. And I felt so ashamed. I felt so, you know, shocked <laughs> and my a part of my isolation out, out, other than like you know other people in our interactions and how that kind of got sour a lot of the things a lot of the reasons why I decided to like kind of isolate myself is because I didn't want people to come to that realization that wow you know you're different you don't look the same you know what I'm saying? And so 
it was also too, I was um, going through a lot in regards to the fact that my life completely changed drastically, you know, being pregnant or finding out I was pregnant and then having a baby, you know, when I was supposed to finish college, when I was supposed to be a Broadway star. I was supposed to do certain things and it was vocally expressed to me how much I've disappointed a lot of people and I carried that with me throughout my whole pregnancy and you know for a while afterwards. It is only until recently that I you know maybe like a couple of years ago that I just really didn't care anymore about what other people thought but a lot of the isolation as well was because I was, I was ashamed that I had let a lot of people down. And in some ways, I felt like I let myself down. Because those were certain things that I wanted for myself too, and it's just, it just wasn't going to be that way. Um, now I'm fine. You know, I'm really grateful that I was able to get into or become conscious and start to practice spirituality and start healing and accepting a lot of things that happened that I didn't really necessarily was able to accept or understand. But now I'm, I'm having a better understanding of how everything works out. And so I'm a lot more, um, kinder to myself in that way. Um, and that whole terminology of everything happens for a reason I feel like it's definitely true um I feel like if I wouldn't have went down this path I wouldn't be who I am and where I'm at today um because I feel like motherhood has definitely strengthened me in a lot of ways and I wouldn't have been able to receive that kind of strength if I hadn't had my kids you know, I would have still been this, you know, sad, you know, young lady. I'm a woman now, but at the time, I still would have been like, you know, sad and really just trying to please everybody and look for approval and validation from others and, you know, um, compare myself to others and and not seeing myself as a strong person. And so, um, yeah. So when he said that, I was just like, it really just made me see. It was like a, a, a mirror was held up in front of me, and I, and I understood what that quote meant. So that lastly, he says, things will happen in your life that you can't stop. But that's no reason to shut out the world. There's a purpose for the good and the bad. And that quote made me think about the uh, the Wheel of Fortune. I feel like out of all the cards, you know, I have my favorites. I like the King of Pentacles um, because I like to think of that being a, a specific archetype. Um, and I love the Star card because... I feel like that's an embodiment of me. And I love the Wheel of Fortune because it always grounds me. Um, it always puts me in a higher perspective and at a greater understanding 
when we talk about the mechanics of uh, the matrix the system, the world, whatever you want to call it. And it, it gets me to that point of acceptance. You know, when things are great, you know, it's awesome. And then when things are not so great, there's always a lesson in that. But overall, everything has a purpose and everything is a part of the school of life. It's all, a, it's all a part of our growth and our expansion and our ascension and our, you know, evolve our evolution or how we evolved, all that kind of stuff, right? It's all part of the plan, whatever that plan is for you, you know, whatever is the purpose or the reason why you've come down here and I've come down here, it's all a part of that path, you know? And so it's, enjoy it, but don't take it too personal, you know? So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to uh, say those quotes a little bit. Um, we're going to get started on the reading. <laughs> All right. So we're going to see what is the energy that is surrounding us. There's a full moon that is taking place um, tomorrow. I, I don't know if it's today. Um... Let's see. This is awesome because the first card that came out is Aries. And um, we're in the season of Aries right now. Um, oh, okay. So we're in the full moon today. Awesome. Yes. All right. So we're in the full moon today. I think the full moon is in Libra. All right. So this is great. This is, this is, this is really great. So, um, yeah. So we have Aries here. So independence, bravery, passion. All right. All right, so we have the eighth house. Transformation, karma, face and fears, and legacies. Um, there's a song that's playing in my head right now. Um, it's uh, Holding Back the Years. Um, the version that I know of, I know there's like two versions, um, but the version that is in my head is, um, the version from Angie Stone. It's on the soundtrack from, um, Love and Basketball, but it's, it, what keeps coming to me is the, it's, uh, I'll keep holding on. I'll keep holding on. All right, so we have Aquarius here, all right, originality, philanthropy, and progressive imaginings. All right. So let's see the last card. And got to keep holding on. All right. We have two, but I'll take one. So we have Leo. Okay. So Leo talks about self-confidence, loyalty, and creativity. All right. Um, the second one that came out with it, but I'll put it back in the deck. Uh, it, we have cancer here, okay, so it's about nurturing, um, comfort, and protection, all right, so these could be uh, people in your life or the energies around you, okay, that is affecting, you know, what's happening, all right, so we have the square card, right, so it's a challenging situation and a mountain to climb at the bottom of the deck.
So I feel like, you know, kind of like uh, piggybacking off of that whole uh, thing about there's a purpose for the good and the bad. I feel like a lot of times when we go through challenging um, moments in our life, we tend to want to um, seek refuge in that feeling or that state of victimhood, you know, um, I feel like a part of our bravery is us willing to accept these challenges, step up to these challenges, um, square up to these challenges and face them head on because in those moments we are able to reveal aspects of ourselves that sometimes we are not aware of, okay? Um, and for it's like for good or bad, you know? Uh, like I was saying before, I realized that without actively having to like verbally say it out loud because I was afraid to admit to it was that in a lot of ways, I felt ashamed, you know, when I realized that I was pregnant at the time that I was pregnant. And I was ashamed because I felt like I let other people down and I let myself down in, 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 in a lot of ways. And um, I didn't want to be able to admit that but I held on to it for so long that it caused me to be shameful just in any little thing that I just didn't accept within myself anything that had to do with my pregnancy you know I felt ashamed um not when it came down to my kid you know I cherished my baby like he was able to help me in so many ways and it, and it amazes me him being a baby and I could just look at him and just completely change my mood. It just, it like he fueled me with the, uh, that fighter spirit to continue to move forward and to move on and to be better and to do better. You know, um, it was definitely me and him, you know, and he, I just love that kid, but, um, uh, it was challenging during that period of isolation. Um, and I only wish that I was able to have the courage to deal with my own personal issues, right? Um, and facing those challenges of shame and regret and guilt, um, and, 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 and that change. It was a really challenging time for me. And instead of me facing them, I hid behind motherhood. So I just completely threw myself in, in motherhood. And I didn't take the time out to deal with me and see me. And so it got to the point where I neglected myself so much that I started to become depressed. I was already depressed because I went, I was going through postpartum depression, but I was really, really depressed and I didn't like myself 
for a really not a really long time, but it was a it felt like a really long time. And it wasn't about me living for me, but me living for the sake of my kid. And so um in those in those times, I didn't I didn't fight for me. And it's something that I should have done, but everything happens for a reason because if I wouldn't have decided to go down that path of motherhood, I wouldn't have gotten into, you know, consciousness, enlightenment, spirituality, with that all, what that's all about. I wouldn't have, you know, looked for meaning or look, just searching for meaning in life and why am I here? Why am I going through all this? What is this all for? You know, I wouldn't have went down that path, you know, and so in the, in the bad, there was purpose in that because during that, that time, it caused me to become so strong, so strong and so brave. And during those dark times, I just, I kept going, you know, I kept going and now I, I'm, I'm at a happier space. I'm really happy with myself. I'm happy with where I'm at and where I'm going, you know. And so um, it all makes sense now. At the time, it didn't make sense, but it all makes sense now. And, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of, you know, how far I've come and being able to get out of that, you know, depression and, you know, those dark times. Whew. Yeah. So I feel like if you're going through these things, it's all a part of the process of building that wisdom, right? For some, this could be something that you experience and you're able to then teach others and, you know, help others kind of like, um, it's like a, a guidance counselor, like you're like guiding them through those dark times, through those dark moments. Um, it's like the energy of Anubis, you know, um, just guiding them to safer, to like safer, it's like a safe passage, right? From dark times to, you know, um, what, whichever like path they decide to head to. But I'm just seeing like a just this dark tunnel, this darkness, or is it Basset? Basset? I'm not really sure, but I'm thinking about American God, the book. I think it was the cat that was walking, or, um, or I think the sun. I forgot his name, but the sun was walking through like this tunnel, and then in that tunnel he was, um seeing like his past life, like what he went through, the shame, the guilt, the happiness, the sad times, all that stuff like that. Um, it was replaying, you know, along the walls. It was projecting on the walls as he was walking, you know, down, down that dark path. Um, but it's like, um, I don't know if it was the cat or the dog that was guiding him or guided him towards that. And he went through that on his own. But yeah, for some, it's this energy of being that guiding person, right? That guidance. Um, and so, um, because I feel like 
once again, I don't know if I said this before, in those in those times, in those uh, times that we deem as negative and, you know, a low rock bottom or whatever, that's where, you know, uh, the lessons are there. That's where a lot of the jewels are, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah. I feel like someone here definitely needs to be brave. Okay. Someone definitely needs to be brave when getting through, um, tough times. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting here with that. So we're going to like move on to the tarot. Let's see what we have in store. All right. So we have, oh, oh, okay. So in the present here, we have the high priestess, ace of wands, eight of swords. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like once again, when I'm seeing the high priestess is it's that dark path that, that, that path that we must cross to gain the knowledge that we need to gain in regards to our journey. All right. It's all a part of the purpose It's all part of discovering, you know, why that why, right? With this ace of wands is acting as a guiding light, but it's also that, um, torch that, that, that light that, um, that casts out the darkness, right? But we must be willing to embark on that journey, right? Um, I don't know the word dark night of the soul comes to mind. I don't really know what that is, but I've heard it being said before, but, um, it, it's just coming to me right now. So I'm just, I feel the need to just say it, but, um, it's this, this energy of journeying into onto that path because there is enlightenment here at the end of the tunnel. And I feel like the enlightenment has something to do with, um, for some it's isolation, right? For some, it could be feeling as if we don't want to face others um, because in some ways it kind of causes us to feel as if we are facing ourselves, right? Because they say you are who you surround yourself with or you are what you eat or whatever the case may be. It's for some, it's, it's just, is realizing that the environment that was created or is created, it's, it's, we are the archetype, architect, of our reality. And so if we are in a relationship that is not so great, if we are surrounding ourselves with friends that are not great, if we're in a work environment that is not great, um, by ways of just how it makes you feel right. Um, it's understanding that we have the ability or the power to enable someone or to, to create a certain environment or establishment that allows people or situations to occur the way that they occur, whether we, in, um, initiate it or indulge in it, 
or we are silent while these things occur, um, it's this feeling of realizing like, all right, in some ways I, I've created this, this scenario and so I need to dismantle this, right? And so for some, it could be this feeling of leaving a relationship, um, leaving a group of friends, leaving a, a work environment, or changing the dynamic, okay? Changing the dynamics. I'm seeing, you know, in the movie 13 Ghosts, where um, the rapper, but she was the, ba she was the babysitter at the, um, in the movie, she was like she was like uh messing with the uh, mechanics of the of the house right um in order to uh destroy the house that was imprisoning the 13 ghosts right i uh, i feel as if the 13 ghosts you know they they kind of act as like uh us you know we are the 13 ghosts right in the movie um the uncle or the, you know, he was the dad or whatever. Yeah, it was the dad. He was the 13th ghost. And um, he was needed to complete the circle, right? Um, and so we are those ghosts in some ways. Those ghosts could be by ways of um, things that we hold on to, experiences that we hold on to. Um, it could be, and, and, and it can manifest itself in, through anger, through numbness, sadness, mistrust, lust, gluttony, you know, the seven deadly sins, I think it's seven of them, right? What we indulge in, how we act or don't act, you know, blockages within, you know, our chakras, you know, um just things that we should have healed from, but instead we choose to suppress it and repress it. Um, it's all of those things, right, that are just within our house. Our house could be, you know, our physical bodies, right? And so it's this need to kind of like disrupt whatever that is that we tend to kind of like um, imprison uh, each issue that we have and we just kind of imprison them, lock them away in, in a room in our subconscious mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, and not to say that it's all, it's all completely your fault. No, you know, like we, it's, we have to, uh, factor in our environment, how we grow up, what we are programmed with school, you know, the system, television, commercials, what we're taught, you know, um, all of those things play a factor, right? But in order for us to evolve, in order for us to, uh, grow and to learn, right? We have to go within that house, right? And unlock each door and face those demons so that we can disrupt everything, destroy it and set it free, set the ghosts free, you know, um, yeah, so at the bottom of the deck here, we have the ten of swords, yeah, so I want to clarify this eight of swords here, 
King of Pentacles, Judgment. Yeah, I feel like when in regards to this situation, there needs to be, once again, that energy, that feeling of having to go through that dark tunnel and really just uncover a lot of things that we've been through that has happened and understand, you know, in hindsight, what, what it was all about, right? We're all humans. We know that we're imperfect. We know that we go through the things that we go through and our parents, you know, they weren't perfect, right? In the movie Now and Then, you see their parents and you see how crazy, not crazy, but how, how you know, Samantha's mother um, was, you know, not necessarily, like she was just, um, what was wrong with Samantha's mother? Um, she was like uh, more so like, I feel like Samantha felt embarrassed by her because um, she wasn't the kind of mother that she wanted or she told her friends that she was and then she was going through their divorce and then so she started to change up and then she met a guy and all that stuff like that. And so like it was more so, and then also too, I think she was like dealing a lot with um, her husband and they were fighting a lot. It got to the point where they were fighting so much that Samantha, Samantha was comfortable with it. She actually preferred when they argued and fought, you know, because it gave her comfort and it gave her um, consist consistency. Um, with Tini's or Tina's um, family or parents, like they were like um, party people, like they were those party uh, goers. They had a lot of parties. And so like uh, Tina was saying how she didn't know her parents. And then um, Chrissy's mom was just really overbearing and like she really tried her best to protect her from, you know, the realities of the world, you know, um, and so she spoke to her in codes. She wasn't really direct. And so when she, when Chrissy went and had these conversations that she had with her mom, with her friends, you know, they was laughing at her and stuff like that. And then with Roberta, um, her mother passed away, and so it was just her, her brothers, and her dad, and so Roberta was just really, she grew up to be a tomboy, and she did, she would tape her, her chest, and, you know, she just didn't want to accept motherhood, because she didn't have that mother figure in her life, and so it's like, you know, we're all screwed up, you know what I'm saying? All we can do is just do the best that we can, you know, and and learn as we move on and move forward, right? We learn. It's always learning and growing and understanding and having compassion and, and, and having connections and loving and seeking balance, right? And seeking good relationships, right? And then even towards the end when Chrissy has her baby, you know, we know that we all are, you know, screwed up, you know, like you see them as adults now and how they're still, you know, got stuff going on, right? But there's a sense of hope. The baby brought in a, a sense of hope and it's, it's just this feeling of having to forgive. It's easier to forgive, even though it's, it's, it, it's hard to in, initiate that, but it's, it's easier to forgive and it's healthier and lighter to forgive than to just hold on to, you know, anger and resentment and, you know, 
sadness and fear and and shame and you know and so I feel like this may not be completely all your own right you might have to forgive you know someone in your life it could be a father figure um, it could be a masculine energy but in forgiving this this person or this energy you set yourself free because you are creating monsters within your head space and you're just you're you're collecting them and you're locking them in your head and eventually somehow some way something's going to trigger the system and it's going to unlock them and they're going to come out you know by ways of behavioral mannerisms okay by ways of um emotional um upheaval or just like physical um well-being or like physical health issues or whatever the case may be um and so someone needs to forgive someone here so that you can be set free you know So let's see here. What is the blockage? Nine of Wands. So I feel like once again, someone needs to be brave. Someone needs to have that fighter spirit, all right? That warrior spirit. Someone needs to persevere. It's, 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 it's hard, right? But it, it has to be done. Only you can do it, you know? I don't even want to imagine what, how things would be like for me if I didn't say to myself, okay, I have to, I have to get up. I have to get out of this feeling. I have to stop doing this to myself. Because at the end of the day, no one is going to truly help you the way that you need to help yourself. You can have someone kind of tell you like, hey, like, why you're always so sad? Why you're always this? Why you're always that? You need to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it, they can say that and then you can still choose to be the way that you're going to be and feel how it is that you want to how you want to feel right um it is up to you to change that you know and so for a really long time I was looking for other people to make me happy I remember telling you know someone like I just I just just help me just help me just make me happy just you know, let's, let's do stuff to just keep me in that space of happiness to help, to help motivate me to lose weight to, you know, and although as of recently, I think last year or so, I said to myself, like, I, I can't, I can't expect anyone to, to throw me a floaty or, you know, when a, a donut or whatever the case may be, or throw me a bone or whatever the case may be, I have to do it myself. 
I have to. Only I can do this. And I have to want it. And I have to have the will to persevere through this. I have to be strong for me. I have to be brave for me. I have to get over this, this problem. Because it's just, it's only going to just stay. And it's going to fester. And it's going to stink. And it's going to grow. And it's going to be heavier. And it's going to get darker. And so I had to do this for me. And someone has to do this for, for, for them. This could be you. You have to do this for you. All right, so how do we overcome this Nine of Wands energy, right? It's this energy of wanting to give up. And it's like, don't, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Spend this year, spend this year, you know, just, I don't, how do I don't want to say I don't want to say the opposite of giving up, but you know, like just don't give up. Spend this year not giving up, all right? And then see how much of a difference your life will become. Spend this year forgiving yourself and forgiving others, setting yourself free from those tethers that you are bound to. And see how you feel towards the end of the year. Knight of Pentacles. To me, for, for me, the Knight of Pentacles is that, is that card of understanding it all, a student of life, a student of the path. And so it's understanding your surroundings, taking them in, taking note of it, taking note of the smell, taking note of, you know, all five senses. Taking note of the surroundings, understanding it all. So the foundation here, four of pentacles, wheel of fortune. Yeah, there's like resistance, right? There's resistance because there is a lack of understanding of how the matrix work. We're going to have good times and bad times. Like Crazy Pete said, there's purpose in the good and the bad. There needs to be a level of detachment in regards to how life is pursued, right? Think of it about school, right? We go to school and to, to learn, right? To build knowledge, wisdom, and understanding about the curriculums that we have to, you know, learn. But we don't... When, when we get home, it's like we, it's, it's home, school isn't our home. You know what I'm saying? We don't take it with us. We take our experiences and, you know, events that take place, but we don't take actual school with us. Once we're finished with our homework and we're done studying, is going, I'm ready to go outside. I want to talk to my friends. I want to watch TV. I'm ready to eat. You know what I'm saying? Is that level of detachment, right? Or at least, I mean, it should be. Even with work, right? For some, it's like once I'm, I, once I clock, I clock out, 
I don't want to bring work home with me. I don't want to hear about work issues or work stuff, right? And so it's having that level of detachment in regards to our experiences, not saying that we don't care, but it's not, it's, it's, it's understanding that, you know, all of this is for a, a purpose. And so therefore I shouldn't take it too personal, right? I shouldn't fall victim to, you know, uh, what life, th you know, gives me. I was going to say throws at me. So it's people, that mindset, right? What life throws at us. And so it's all about having a different mindset or having a different perception or perspective on life so that we're not taking every hit personal. And then when things get too bad or they seem bad for a really long time, we feel as if, okay, I lose the will to live. Or I lose the will to pursue my dreams. I lose the will to create the reality that I want to create. So for some, it's this need to to let go, right? Because it's that song keeps coming in my head. I keep holding on. For some, it's just having to let go, let go, and just experience. Because when we when you take it personal, I feel like it's like it's like when 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 the bad times come, it's like it it's like a physical pain. It's an it's a agon it's an agonizing and antagonizing experience, and it's just that that level of victimhood is just so high, it's so strong. All right, so in the past, yeah, it's, it's, stepping, it's stepping back, right? So like that level of detachment so that you can be able to see, perceive things differently so that you can have a, a, a greater vantage point in regards to experiences that we have or that we're having. It's like, oh, I see what this is here for. I see that this person is back into my life and, you know, you know, doing what they're doing and hurting me and da 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 because it's not because they're coming in here because the universe hates me or I, I need to be punished this way because I did something in my past life. So I need to, you know, suffer for my, the, for the consequences of my actions or I need to suffer uh, for the consequences of my ancestors or my, or my, or my, you know, relatives, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, maybe this person is here because in some way, some shape, some form, you created the environment or that frequency to draw that person in. You know what I'm saying? You ever thought of someone or talked about somebody and then they just appeared? Like, oh, dang, I was just talking about you. You know what I'm saying? You ever said, oh, you know, I, I, I knew this wasn't, um, I knew that this wasn't going to last, right? Because you were thinking about it. You didn't think that you deserved something good for this long, and so you felt as if it was going, it was inevitable that it was going to, you know, 
turn its ugly head, right? It was going to spoil. It was going to, you know, it was going to, I don't know, end, right? The good times was going to end. What if you weren't thinking about it? You know, like it's, 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 it's time for us to start taking charge and taking accountability for the reality that we're creating or the circumstances that we're creating, you know? And I feel like with so much that happens and that it, that's around us, it create, it, it causes us to kind of have a level of, um, not being able to take ownership in regards to our lives, right? It's not our life. It's, it's God's plan. It's not, you know, my doing, it's the devil's doing. It's not what I'm allowed to do. It's what the government says I'm allowed to do. It's what my church says I'm allowed to do. It's what my religion says I'm allowed to do. It's what my boyfriend or girlfriend says I'm allowed to do. It's what my mother says that I'm allowed to do. So in a lot of ways, we're taught to not have a life that is ours or create a life that is ours. And so when things happen, we can't take accountability for these things or we can't see where we should take accountability. And then when the bad things happen, it's easy for us to fall prey into that, into that mindset of victimhood, right? And not allow us to say, okay, I had the power in creating this, so therefore I have a, the power in changing it or dismantling it. So in the past, let's see. So we have the King of Swords energy. All right. So I feel like in the, in, in the past... There, there, there was this feeling here of just wanting to seek truth here. Truth, transformation. For some, the word righteousness comes to mind. Five of Wands, King of Swords, Four of Cups. It's a lot of people here. So I wonder if there is a lot of people within within your mix. For some, this could have been an argument. For some, this could have been a fight, dispute. For some, it could have been gossip. It's a lot of masculine energy. I want to see. I want to clarify this four of cups here. It's so it's so odd, the way it's 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 just sitting here. It's so odd. I wonder. It's coming across as this feeling of indifference. Let me see something. Knight of Cups. 
I feel like for some it's coming across as I don't know it's like a a daydreamer for some reason hmm someone who's just like date a, a daydreamer it's it's coming across as someone who it's like uh I don't know how to explain I don't know the words but it's it's like um someone who just sits there and it's like I don't know I'm seeing like someone like waving like hello earth to earth to Cassandra earth to Sasha earth to you know I don't know why the word Cassandra comes to mind, but it's this energy of like, look alive, look alive. So I, like maybe like someone could have been like just always daydreaming or just not really just, it's kind of like just life just passing a person by and it's just like, hello, wake up. For some, it's also, too, realizing or having to wake up to the fact that there was an issue with a masculine energy. So for some, this could be a father figure and then a masculine energy, and then there was just always this issue, and then someone is always on the sidelines, really just either being passive aggressive or just not really um involved right it's just kind of like just let things happen i, I want to clarify this card raising consciousness comes out So I feel like when it comes down to this masculine energy, it's this energy of a childlike kind of energy, and then there's like a masculine energy. And um, for some, it could be the energy of feeling as if someone was going to come back or if someone was going to commit and then it just didn't happen, and then having to realize the truth that, okay, this was, this wasn't in the cards for me. Seven of Pentacles, yeah, it's like a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. This is Five of Wands. Yeah, a lot of waiting. I feel like when it comes on to this Five of Wands, this is, is difficulty in regards to communication, levels of communication, or challenges within this level of communication, whether that was coming or if it was coming, it's the way a person spoke to someone. Yeah, because I feel like is this energy of like the tone come, it stems from annoyance. And I do feel like if it 
this was a child. It was this energy of just really being um, a patient child, maybe daydreamed a lot, you know, quiet or, I don't know, like just soft-spoken or just really soft just in general. And then there's this aggressive masculine energy that was just really, um, I'm just getting like, when it comes down to the voice or the tone, harsh. There was like, spoke as if to instill fear like he needed the person to fear him and so he's really quick to anger he, he got angry fast spoke fast yelled quick tempered wasn't really able to like uh have the patience to understand the situation because there there was anger here that just came really fast quick to anger slow to uh, uh he was slow to understand quick to anger and so that's what i'm seeing here And so, I don't know, this person could have, have, have grown up and the weight of that is heavy. For some, it's like this energy of being tired, right? And forgetting that childlike energy of vitality, um, energy, um, good health or, you know, like good energy or whatever the case may be. And it's this energy also, too, of waiting for the world to change, waiting for their circumstances to change. But I feel like um, what needs to be incorporated here with this Page of Wands is this energy of self-confidence and do, pursuing things and, and um, with that with the likeliness of a child's exploring, right? It's like adventures. It's like a, a child wonderment, you know? Um, naivety. It's like someone can overthink things or have a tendency to overthink things before it even manifests. And so what is missing is just needing to indulge in something not for the sake of it maybe it can go bad but it's not even it's not even about thinking about that it's just doing it because it's what you want to do so for some is this level of just being impulsive and just that curiosity just just um having you go and do and figure it out later or figure it out as you go you know hmm yeah, the sun, sun, the sun at the bottom of the deck. Yeah. There needs to be more confidence in oneself. All right, so heart space. So we have the page of cups, seven of pentacles here. I feel like when it comes down to this, is having more 
having the confidence and being able to overturn certain situations or overturn your circumstances or see a positive outlook on a situation. Right? So if it's like I've sold my seeds, you know, it's it's knowing and believing and, you know, realizing that it's going to grow, right? Like if you told a child, you know, when they plant the seed, it's going to grow, they're going to believe that, right? So it's going back to those quotes, right? There needs to be a level of belief here that isn't um, tarnished, you know, uh, scarred, infected by our adult mindset. Just go in and just believe because you can, you know? Someone really just needs to believe. They've lost sight of They've lost sight of their belief, the powers of, of their belief. And so for some, it's because there's this lack of belief, it's because there's, this, there's so much of this adult mindset. For some, it's having to grow up at a really young age. And so there was no, it, was really, it wasn't really um, any time to cultivate or cultivate the 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 magic of the mind all right the magic of the mind all right so let's see let's get some heart cards for the heart space yeah so it's like maybe daydreaming got in trouble for daydreaming um when a person was daydreaming, there's, you know, being snapped out of it or something like that, right? Um, yeah. So the heart space, we have Knight of Wands, Queen of Swords. So I feel like when it comes down to a feminine energy, this could be you, all right? There's this, there's this um, energy of, you know, a, ch a mother sending a child off to play um, dress up is pretty much what I'm getting here. That feminine aspect could be yourself. Or this could be another person and this could be a memory that's like locked, locked in the subconscious mind. It's this energy of playing dress up or whatever and then a feminine energy indulging in that, right? This could be an older sister or a mother or a neighbor or something like that or a teacher that allowed you or inspired you or told you that, you know, there was nothing wrong with believing in the, uh, the impossible or, you know, um, exploring your imagination um, being a kid, right? We have the three of swords here. And so I feel like also too, it's this energy of also, um, 
being told to conquer the heartache. A feminine energy is sending a person on a quest to conquer whatever sadness or whatever heavy heaviness that is within in order to um, conquer it. It's like um, I'm thinking of when the knight in shining armor goes um, and defeats the dragon or slays the dragon and saves the princess. I feel like the dragon in some ways is that rage or that, that anger or that monster from within. You have to slay it, right? Not by ways of killing it. I don't, you know, it's not about killing it, but it's about um, dismantling it so that it's not, you know, uh, angry. It's not that um, untamed beast. So it's like taming the beast. And then saving, you know, the princess. Like, and I was saying before, that, that feminine energy could be aspects of self. And so, in, 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 a, in a way, it's like uh, going through this in order to um, receive balance. Between the masculine and feminine aspects of self. We have three of wands here. Yeah, I, I feel like it's um this energy of uh, here's to hoping for a brighter future kind of thing. It's 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 slaying this, it's like slaying this dragon or this demon or whatever these things are and then walking out a conqueror and having a better outlook on life, feeling more independent and brave, having a, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's see here, what is this future? What is all, what is with this future? So the future here, we have the chariot. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know, for some reason, I see a wheelchair here. It came like, it was just like a split second. But I do see a wheelchair here. Queen of Cups. I feel like um, in regards to uh, this philanthropy or whatever, someone could have a purpose in... Um, Helping the disabled. So for some, it's like nursing people back to health. Or um, for some, it's like having a, an establishment for people with disabilities, whether that may be physical or mental or, um, or emotional. 
We have the world here. Yeah. I feel like it's like you've been through what you've been through. It all comes full circle by ways of you then being able to heal others, help others, guide others. And um, this could also, this uh, this ability could also be a, 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 a metaphysical, okay? Um, so uh, for some it's like helping to expand the consciousness, awakening. Um, I don't know, they call them, I feel like, they, I think I've heard someone say sleeper cells before, right? So those that are asleep, you're inspiring them to wake up. Okay, um, and when I meant, when I said emotional disability, it, I was thinking about how sometimes we tend to, um, disable our ability to, um, express ourselves emotionally, right? So people can have a tendency to be emotionally numb, okay? And so, um, for some, I'm just seeing, like, someone is just nurturing people that are in need, Yeah, death. I feel like here it's like um, you're helping others transform their 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 lives. Right? So at the bottom of the deck here we have the seven of pentacles and the ten of ten of pentacles, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Six of pentacles. So I, I, it's this energy of be patient, right? Be patient. Hold on in, in regards to, you know, um, your seeds that were sown, that they will, they will grow. They will take root. They, were, they will grow, and then they will, you know, bloom, you know? Um, yeah. So this is what I have for the reading. I'm going to take a little break, and then we'll come back with the advice. All right? Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in listening to the advice, then definitely stay tuned. All right, so in regards to the advice, I'm going to be using the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit um, deck. So, we have Cosmic Egg here. I feel like this is like the, the kind of energy we need to embody moving forward. Alright, so let's see. So we only have one today. The bottom of the deck here we have the whale. So in regards to cosmic egg, all right, so completion, harmony, the infinite within the finite. The cosmic egg is the final card in the journey of the animal spirit deck, and it represents the unfolding of cosmic consciousness. This state emerges after we have tread the path for quite some time and through self-effort and grace we experience self-realization. A sense of contentment and oneness spontaneously arises within us 
and the veils of our self-limiting beliefs are lifted. When the essence of the cosmic egg has not been activated, we may feel as if we will never get there, or that we travel alone, disconnected from others, even if our encounter with this card is brief, appearing as a momentary glimmer or flash of interconnectedness, its potent energy stays with us. The cosmic egg is a remedy for the fragmentation of modern life. It's through the power of this card that we are reminded of the cosmic contract within at the beginning. We hold on to life and life holds on to us. The journey is complete but not but does not end. Okay. So the cosmic egg and the seventh chakra. The subtle essence of the cosmic egg resides at the crown chakra at the top of the head. One of the aims of yoga and meditation practice is to channel energy from the base of the spine upward towards the top of the head. Each of the six lower chakras plays an important role along this journey, and once the final epicenter of consciousness is activated, it is said to radiate the light of a million suns. Okay, so there was that sun card that we saw earlier. All right, for the well card at the bottom of the deck, we have desire to delve deeper, profound peace, ancient wisdom. The well represents profound emotional health and stability. Well personalities are not afraid of emotional expression or traversing difficult terrain as they have overcome many challenges in their lives. These experiences have enriched them, giving them stability, strength, and a depth that is rare. Well energy is usually linked to the feminine forces of compassion and communication. We can depend on well personalities when all else seems lost and trust them to be a beacon in our darkest hour. When in balance, it's calm, steady, deeply compassionate. When out of balance, it's heavy um, and slips into old story. To bring into balance, uh, there needs to be a regular self-care. All right. So we have that. We'll get a stone. All right. So we have one stone. So we have golden healer. All right. Abundance, expansion, golden rays. All right. Universal life force flows strongly with the golden healer. With an exceedingly high vibration, golden healer carries bioscalers, bioscalar waves, an abundant form of power that increases in spatial mass. This potent energy can expand awareness across multiple dimensions, transforming your vibration all the way down to the cells into your body. Connected to the solar plexus, this stone allows the highest form of healing of your identity and self-worth, releasing ancestral trauma that may have affected you and been passed down through family, through your family lineage. All right, so we have that Leo and then that sun energy again. All right, at the bottom of the deck, we have amethyst phantom quartz. All right, and this deals with expression, gifts, originality. So am amethyst phantom quartz fosters prolific energy and opens the crown chakra to channel creativity in all its forms. Individuality is encouraged and uniqueness and expression is embraced by the stone. 
Amethyst Phantom Quartz instills confidence in your creations and urges you to share your talents. Using intuition as a powerful resource, Amethyst Phantom Quartz connects you with your spiritual team to convey your ideas in a way that will stand out. Do yourself a favor and show the world what you've got. And so we have Virgo, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Jupiter, and Neptune. All right. So we're going to close this off using the self-affirmation deck and then some trinkets. I rejoice in my unlimitedness. I am aware that I am pure consciousness. I am one with all life. I am one with everyone on the planet. Every time I meditate or do a visualization for healing, I am connected with like-minded people all over the world. Okay. So we have the star here, which I always like to think of it as um, a person or a being that's evolved, okay, that recognizes and realizes their star power, their star quality, um, their guide and light, their purpose, their, their direction, their, their path, okay. We have secret love here, all right. I feel like it's rediscovering what it is that you love, that you may have held on to or forgotten about. It's coming back to the surface, okay? Um, I feel like with this cactus here, it's this ability to um, be hard on the surface, right? The exterior is hard and prickly, but within, within the, but in the inside, it's so much, um, it's so much emotions that's locked inside. Um, but it's just hard to gain access to, okay? I feel like maybe if this is a relationship, someone, it's, it's difficult to get to this person because they have such a tough exterior and they have a tendency to hurt anyone that gets too close or touch them or something like that. So we have a horse here. Um, I feel like it's this sense of needing to free yourself from um, the pain from the, the, the sadness, right, from the domestic, uh, domesticated upbringing, okay, we have the heart here, which talks about love, okay, we have the crown here, which talks about, for me, it's coming across as a king here, so it could be a masculine energy here, again, um, and I feel like, to me, it's coming across as, like, a ruler here. Um, so this could be a masculine energy that was, like, in charge of something here. We have a boat here. I'm seeing it as a picture. For some, it's like, um, it's, a uh, it's coming across as, like, a snow globe kind of thing. But with this boat, I feel like this is... The energy of uh, for some, I feel like if someone is um, in that space or in that energy of um, 
dealing with the emotions, healing from the emotions. It's this feeling of um, not drifting off or whatever. So there's this need to anchor because there's this anchor um, trinket here, right? I feel like in order to continue to ground ourselves in our reality so that we remain present and, and still being able to live the life that we're supposed to live on a day-to-day, and not getting caught up in the past or getting caught up in the addiction of having to go through these emotions and go through this healing process, you know, it's this need to kind of ground ourselves um, so that we're not drifting off, right? I also see this um, feather trinket, right? So for some, it's like, um, to me, it's coming across as a, a quill, right? So it's having to write things down. Okay, so for some, it's it's about journaling, okay? All right, so that's pretty much all that I have here in regards to this reading. Hopefully, I hope this was able to help you out in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, peace.